Hello. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm going to do the whole podcast episode in this voice <laughs> right against the microphone. <laughs> the microphones that still make us sound like we're super far away. <laughs> we just won't plug the name. <laughs> no, not even not even going to advertise these microphones because they clearly don't want to work. I'm done plugging. <laughs> Welcome to Four for Gore, everybody. I'm Colleen. My name's Jill. And we're going to shoot the shit all things horror in this podcast. And um, how have you been? What's, what's, what's new? What's happening? Not much. No. Uh, just dealing with the COVID still. Not that oh. I have it. <laughs> just, you know. It's, it's just, it's, it's still, it's the still out there, unfortunately. me. I don't even have to stay isolated as much anymore. And, and I'm it's just still, still killing you. It. I'm just still doing it. <laughs> if I leave, like today when I get home, I'm going to be like, oh, it's good to be home. I've been home for three months. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's, it's, I miss this. I miss my nook. <laughs> Do you like how my chair just keeps like spinning away from you? You're just slowly rotating around. <laughs> You'll come back. You're like, like, don't worry about me. I'm still here. It just bring it back to the Exorcist. Oh shit! I'm Instead so of over. just your head, it's your whole body. So yeah. I have. I'm literally just like spinning. Excuse me. <laughs> Spill that coffee <laughs> all over me. <laughs> I have the worst hangover sweats that I think I've had in a long time. I'm dying over here. Mm. Absolutely dying. Booze free almost a month. I'm not sweaty at all. I know. You probably feel fucking phenomenal. I feel great today. Oh my god. Burnt my taste buds off. (laughs) At least it's nice and hot. You know, it's hot for sure. It's piping. I prefer it with a cube inside. Oh my god. Did you put a cube in? Do you want a cube? A cube of the ice variety. Yes. Do you want a cube? No, it's too late. Oh. (laughs) You've already burnt off your taste buds. It doesn't matter. (laughs) The damage is done. Time for fun. Oh my god. So, um, I'm trying to think of, like, what else is new. Oh, we were talking earlier. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I oh. know what's new. What? How about a hundred plus listens? Oh, yeah, right? Very new. So fucking cool. Thank you so much for a hundred listens, guys. And I think, actually, I peeked at it the other day, and it's 101. 102. Oh, is it really? I looked at it, just like my fever, COVID. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. That wasn't funny. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we do have over a hundred listens, um, estimated 25 listeners. So that's pretty cool. So people keep coming back. Yeah, that's nice. So if you're one of our, our regular listeners, we appreciate you and hopefully you keep listening and hopefully we keep entertaining you. Um, so yeah, that is pretty big news. That's really awesome. We um, finally have what all of our social media up and running now, except for Facebook. So let's talk about that. <laughs> let's not talk. Let's about not that. talk and talk about Facebook. So we, long story short, we tried to set one up for Facebook, a group for Facebook for Four for Gore, and we had to start from scratch. And in order to do so, we had to delete the original group. And Facebook is kind of sorry, I don't give a shit because they'll uh, they'll never sponsor us anyways. So Facebook, uh, it. it it takes 30 days for the fucking page to delete. So we have to wait 30 days. And if you log back into it, it re it, it re-enables or not re-enables, it re uh, it it activates it again. So we have to wait. Anyways, long story short, Facebook will be up and running someday. And then we have Twitter. Uh Twitter is four for gore podcast. Um, the number four and then four gore podcast. Obviously we have Instagram. 
also four for gore podcast and obviously our email four for gore at gmail.com spelled out and that's really all we have at the moment or you can have colleen's address i'll give you that after <laughs> the episode one two three four internet drive <laughs> And I'll give you the password to her Wi-Fi. Yes. So, so you guys, if you're in the area, stay tuned. In Pittsburgh, where I don't live. Just kidding. That was a terrible joke as well. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Um. Anyways, but uh. Oh, so I was telling you, I'm super pumped. Uh, off topic for a second. Super pumped because I'm going to dinner tonight, and I can't wait. Yeah. To go out in public and Is actually it, be in in a restaurant. Is it going to be weird talking to a waiter or a waitress? Oh, I can't wait for them to be like, well, they're not going to ask us what we want to drink because it's BYOB. But I can't wait for them to be like, can I refill your water? Or would you like to start off with an appetizer? Or just to see a human that's not people I know is going to be amazing. I was already awkward enough, like, let alone now. And I order at a restaurant like a baby. I point at the menu. I can't even verbalize half the time what I want, especially if I'm in a restaurant where I can't necessarily pronounce the cuisine. <laughs> and they come over to me, and I'm like, I want this one. I want And that. I seriously point at it. And then when they leave, I continue coloring on my placemat. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That is pretty awesome. So, yeah, going to dinner tonight, really pumped, Italian food. It's going to be great. Doesn't fit into my diet, but I don't care. Lost two pounds, speaking of diet. There you go. Very, Congratulations. Very, thank you. Uh, the, the dress fitting's coming up, and I'm super nervous about it, because I feel like I'm going to just look the same as I did when I first tried it on, and I don't like that. So <laughs> I'm pumped to try it on, but at the same time, uh, I'm not pumped. So I'm talking about my wedding dress for those that don't know me. I'll try it on for you. Okay, that's fine. It's, it's right there. Same right there. You're <laughs> more than welcome. It's got like four inches of clearance at the bottom. <laughs> I'm like, it's my flood dress. <laughs> I am pumped to try it on, but uh, it's going to be interesting. So that's in July. So I'm trying to like shed some weight before I go, but I don't care. I'm eating all the Italian food I want today. So many noodles. So many noodles. Oh, they have like the best like tortellini crab something dish oh it's oh my god i'm so excited well shut up now i'm probably gonna be eating you know stovetop <laughs> maybe some shake and bake i don't even know if that exists anymore oh shit um so we uh to kind of recap we want to recap um so we watched uh the ring for episode three last time that we were together and what a what a trip I mean, the whole thing was just bound to be doomed from the start. We ate all of those chicken nuggets. We were talking about a movie that we didn't necessarily care for. Right. Had its moments when the horses died. But I'm just saying. <laughs> a real horse actually died. But we did have two real horses. We, what? Peter was pissed. <laughs> Peter was super pissed. But we did have a poll. That we we're, did. We're given yes. a go. So our poll question um, last time was... If you were in a cabin with friends and had to choose between watching the tape and reading from the Necronomicon aloud, which would you choose? Second part, if you choose a Necronomicon, what would your weapon of choice be? Um, what was your answer to the poll question? Uh, mine was easy. <clears throat> I said I would uh, choose to watch the tape despite my fear of David Lynch films. Um, because I just don't see myself surviving demons trying to attack me regardless of what my weapon is. That's a good, I mean, that's a good answer. So I may as well just roll up a little seat next to that demon-like child and watch the tape with him. Yeah. I mean, Aiden. yeah, Aiden. Yeah, a.k.a. Uh, what, yeah, Aiden. And what was his real name? Shit. David Duchovny? It, 
No, not David Duchovny. What was uh what was the kid's actual name in the thing? In the movie? Aiden. Was it Aiden? Yep. What were you calling him? Damien. Oh Damien. <laughs> Never mind. I quit. Okay. Um, awesome. Cool, cool, cool. So I said something very similar. So I pretty much uh decided that I would also watch the tape, but the reason for me watching the tape is kind of the same. I also th- those demons scare the living shit out of me. Um, they're terrifying and I don't do demons. Uh, Colleen doesn't do demons. Uh, so I said that I'd watch it because eventually I'm going to die. I mean, if I'm going to die, I'm just gonna live my best life in seven days. I'm going to do everything I ever <laughs> wanted to do in seven days. Cause I know I'm going to die. Uh, I would attempt to maybe try to figure out the little, you know, the little cheat code, which is to, to make somebody else watch it and pass on the curse. But if for wh- whatever reason I wasn't smart enough to do that, then I'll just live my best life for seven days and that'll be that. I'd get so many speeding tickets. Oh, my God. I'd be like, I'd be God, in a hurry. try to charge me. I'd be in a hurry yeah. to live my life. Yes. I'd be like, sir, you have no idea. This is extremely important, sir. I don't think you know that I'm going to die in seven days. Officer, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> you have no clue. So, yeah, similar similar answers. That's good. So, um, uh, we may or may not have a poll question for you uh, this time. We'll see. To we're, be determined. Yeah, we're not quite sure um, if we're going to do a poll question this week. So, uh, this week's movie was very near and dear to my heart. Very, very near and dear was the original OG Friday, the 13th, um, cool movie. Very cool movie. Um, so I started off with, uh, my sources that I use this time. I had to really dig this time for certain things. Um, you'll see, but, um, pardon me. I used IMDb, Wikipedia, and Metacritic. Those were my only sources this time through. Um, so, obviously, Friday the 13th was what we watched. The date of the release was May 9th, 1980. The rating it got was, it's rated R. Um, so, children, close your eyes. Um, <laughs> the uh, So, how it did in the box office, of course. The budget was 550000 550, The opening weekend... That's what it says. I believe you. Okay. You were just looking at me funny. <laughs> um, 550000 The opening weekend it made, <clears throat> pardon me again, $5,816,321. It was open, it opened on May 11th, 1980, so just a few days after it released. It, uh, I threw a couple fun things in here that I haven't done before. It opened in 1,127 theaters. And it had 14, 14,778,700 admissions. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so pretty pretty awesome. The gross USA overall was $39,754,601. And the cumulative worldwide gross, it, it was the same number. And it was the 18th highest grossing film in 1980. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really interesting. Yeah. Hey, I wonder how many of those admissions were Tom Savini because he would go <laughs> to them, like, the, and he would sneak into the, like, uh, showings of it the yeah. last five minutes just to see the audience reactions. Really? Yeah. So, question for you about Tom Savini. This is this is me generally asking you this because that name's popping into my head and I think that I am going to possibly blow your mind. Yes, I'm attracted to him. Okay, well, so, is he, he's, uh, what movies what is what's the big movie that he did there's so many because isn't he a pittsburgh person he's a pittsburgh native okay i've met him i'm going to kill you yes so he came into amc the one time that i was working and i waited on him and what someone, did he order i don't remember probably something with chicken i don't remember honestly <laughs> i don't i think it was like a chicken salad or something stupid i don't remember 
But honest to God, I waited on him. And someone's like, Colleen, do you know who's sitting at your table? And I was like, uh, no. Sex and, machine from, and, from Dust Till Dawn? And they're like, they're like, that's, yes. They're like, that's, they're like, that's Tom Savini. I'm like, okay. And they're like, he's like a huge, like, deal. And I'm like, and they started explaining it to me. And I was like, and I always feel like I get it wrong if I ever hear his name. I'm like, I, did, am I thinking the same person that I met? So that's why I was asking. Yeah. But yeah, super nice. Good tipper. Very friendly. Uh, if I was still a server, I'd have him back again. What so, did his mustache order? Uh, uh, a side of ranch. <laughs> I don't know. But that it's, anyways, right. but it's a true story. True That's story. amazing. So I don't, I can't believe I've never actually told you that. Well, well if you did, I blocked it why because I was jealous. Doing things. Okay. Ooh, I got nervous. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, really, really nice dude. So if anything, take that away, everybody, that he's a really nice guy. Um, and I didn't know him at all, so it made the experience even better. I think if I would have known prior to him walking in who he was, I probably would have been like, you know. And he would have spilled his ranch on his mustache. <laughs> his mustache, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, fun fact there. So, uh, production company, the Friday the 13th was made by Paramount Pictures. Um, the running time, 95 minutes. Director is Sean S. Cunningham. Um, I wonder if he's related to um, Arnie. Don't bring up Arnie. I was trying so hard not to this whole time. I was like, Jill, don't repeat yourself. Don't repeat yourself. He's he's going to be a constant. I have a feeling he's going to be a constant in the show. Well, now I'm thinking of Arnie and Tom. At the same time. I can't. <laughs> Sean Cunningham worked with Wes Craven on Last House on the Left. Oh, really? Yep. I've never seen Last House on the Left. You will. will. <laughs> I will. That's why I said you will. I will. Oh, my God. Okay, so the... Um, uh, da, 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 da. the people in the movie, the star, the stars. So there's quite a list, obviously. So we have, uh, Adrian King plays Alice, who is the only survivor. Spoiler um, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> if you haven't watched it too late now. And, uh, so Jeannie, Jeannie, Janine, Janine, Janine. Yeah. Taylor, I'm having a moment, plays Marcy. Robbie Morgan is Annie. Good old Kevin Bacon makes his appearance uh, as Jack. Harry Crosby plays Bill. Laurie Bart Bartram 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 plays Brenda. Uh, I called her the stripper. <laughs> More on Bren later. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about her later. Mark Nelson plays Ned, who is a giant goofball. That's how I remember him. Um, Peter Brower plays Steve Christie, who's the owner of the camp. And then we have Walt Gorney, who plays Crazy Ralph, who I thought was somebody else, and it wasn't. I had to look him up. I was going to play the game with you, and then I was wrong. So I'm like, damn it. But you know who I thought he was? I thought he was the guy at the end, towards the end of um, uh, National Lampoon's Vegas movie. Oh, the guy that's playing he's like, Dino. I won. I won. I won. <laughs> I thought it was like him, him, but it's not him. I, I got excited because I'm like, well, and then oh, I... Oh, it was in the 80s. He would have yeah, been, been, been 90 for yeah, his whole life. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like Benjamin Button. But I did thought that... I did think it was him. So, anyways. Um, and then Betsy Palmer plays Mrs. Voorhees. Um, so then the VHS release was in 1988. Um... Which I always just, I don't know why I find it crazy. And I looked at multiple sources to see if that all matched up. I just find it crazy, I don't know why, that it took eight years for it to go, to, to be released. Because we weren't as big a dickheads as we are these days. That's and we true. can't wait for anything. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean it, chapter two is a non-prime by the time I get home from the theater seeing it? <laughs> I'm out of here. I can't. Subscription canceled. I quit. Um, I'm not seeing another movie ever again. 
Um, yeah, so released to DVD October 19th, 1999, and it sold 32,497 units. I don't know why I just like saying units. Um, it was filmed in New Jersey. And let's see, the music um, was composed by Harry, and I'm going to fuck up his name, Harry Manfredini, Manfredini. And um, I have notes here that Jaws and Psycho, okay, and the reason I'm saying Jaws and Psycho is because the second that this movie started, I immediately thought of Jaws and Psycho because the music reminded me of it. And it was very funny that I thought that because I took a note from Wikipedia that said, because the killer, Mrs. Voorhees, appears on screen only during the final scenes of the film, uh, the composer had the job of creating a score that would represent the killer in her absence. Because I keep fucking up his name. Uh, Manfredini borrows from the 1975 film Jaws, where the shark is likewise not seen for the majority of the film, but the motif created by John Williams cued the audience to the shark's invisible menace. Very cool. Right. So I was like, wow. I actually was thinking the same thing that the composer was thinking, so that's pretty cool. I have notes about that, too, because I read that, and this is on IMDb, which is one of my uh, my sources always, but right. I read that the music is super limited in the movie to only the credits and when the killer is present. Right. In, in action. Right. Which pretty cool. Is, yeah, it is cool. Um, so the synopsis of the movie, um, is one summer at Camp Crystal Lake, a group of young counselors get ready, get, get ready to lead campers. Unfortunately, someone isn't happy about what's going on at the camp and enjoys playing kill the counselor as bodies fall to the ground in the camp. No one is safe. And that was written by film fan UK. And that was also taken from obviously IMDb. And then the critics, this is crazy. I tried my fucking hardest to try to locate the original Friday the 13th on, on RogerEbert.com, I could not find it. Probably because Gene Siskel tore in a new one. He did. That is true. I saw that <laughs> as well. I did see that as well. So I took just a couple, and it's funny that you say that because that's my next note. Um, so from Wikipedia, it says Siskel and Roger, uh, Roger Ebert spent an entire episode of their TV show berating the film and other slasher films of the time because they felt it would make audiences root for the killer. That's what, that's what Wikipedia has to say. Duh. Right? And then another quote that I took uh, was, the Hollywood Reporter derided the film, derided the film writing, gruesome violence in, wait, gruesome violence in which throats are slashed and heads are split open in realistic detail is the sum content of Friday the 13th, a sick and sickening low-budget feature that is being released by Paramount. It's blatant exploitation of the lowest, it's blatant exploitation of the lowest order. People? did not like it. Siskel was so, uh, he hated on the movie so much that he published Betsy Palmer's address so that people could go and like protest the movie and her involvement in it. And he posted the wrong address. <gasps> at least that's what I read. Shut up. So at least, pieces, up. at least pieces of that are accurate because I did find it in a couple of different spots, but I had to laugh that I'm like, way to go, dickhead. Like, you didn't even post the right address. What a fucking dick. Wait, which, who was it? Roger or Siskel? Gene Siskel. Fuck that guy. <laughs> That's fucked up. Like, I would be so, I'd be like, listen, just because you don't like the movie doesn't mean that you have to send people to, well, I mean, he obviously didn't do it right because he's an idiot, but you don't have to send people to my house to protest the movie. Like... Posting my address isn't even an opinion. Yeah, and it's like, it's not even like, you're supposed to, yeah. Oh, wow, people suck. All right. So Metacritic gave it, uh, the Metascore was 22 out of 100. Pretty bad. 
The user score is 5.9 out of 10, so mid-road. It's all right. IMDb gave it a 6.5. And also, Rotten Tomatoes, I could not locate it. It, it, they, I'm not kidding. I tried my very best. It kept giving me the second one or the third one or Freddy versus Jason or whatever. Like it wasn't giving me, I don't know if somebody correct me, if you all out there can find it, please shoot us a DM on, <laughs> shoot us a DM on Insta or, or I love a good correction in my DM. Yeah. I want it. Tell me, give it to me. Um, Anyways, yeah, I, I could, so if anybody out there wants to give it a whirl, RogerEbert.com, I would appreciate it. Maybe I'm just, I was having a day. I think I was hungover then too. Um, and then, or you could even, um, yeah, whatever, just give us, let, let us know if you find it, because I couldn't. But that's, that's it on that. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. That was all fun. Yeah. So something different. I, I tried to find some different facts for once. I think I'm going to start using the wiki a little bit more because there's a lot more fun stuff out there that's yeah. on that end. So. I'll be sure to edit it to my liking prior to. That's the only thing it. that I don't like about wiki. <laughs> <laughs> and Jill says this is the best movie of all time. <laughs> so. Um, I just wanted to throw out my sources real quick before I forget, because I already mentioned IMDb, because yeah. I always use it, but then I also used Friday the 13th franchise.com. I saw that as well. Yeah, I did cool. see it as well. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know if I actually used it for anything, but I did see it at one point. Yeah. So that, yeah. It was neat. A little off the beaten path. Right. I'm right. not big on sources though, man. I get lazy. I just start staring at the movie. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's I mean, that's the whole point. So, um, awesome. So, uh... Do we, yeah, let's, I guess, just start with the opening. Well, or do you may have, I? No. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Only, no, it's only because I have a couple uh, fun facts that I couldn't pepper in couldn't pepper with in. my commentary. You know, the fun. Yeah. So I wanted to share, um, because some of it's pretty neat. So director, you had mentioned earlier, Sean Cunningham, yeah. came up with the title of the film and had an ad for it in trade papers um, to create interest in the movie, but he didn't even have a script yet. <laughs> so even when people were auditioning for the film they They're were just like, given like snippets of dialogue and were like go for it and I read that Alice was a dead ringer because of her scream that they really, really? really like yeah, yeah. so uh, the other thing that I had read and this goes back to Siskel okay. being a huge tool yeah, right? big old dick I mean I guess it was his job but right. I take this personal uh, Cunningham was real pissed because Siskel had also brought up that the uh, film is super misogynistic despite the fact that it goes against, like, all these horror movie rules. Okay. Yeah. So he's saying it's misogynistic, yet Alice, a woman, is the lone survivor. She's right. the heroine, right? Um, and during the movie, she's clearly not holding on to her V-card, because her and Steve no, had a little yeah, something. Yeah, they did. And we'll get into that. Yes, we will. I was like, ooh. Yeah. So that's that. Um, she also smokes pot, and she's playing strip monopoly. Mm -hmm. So all of those things would typically lead to the, like we said, like a, a woman, you know, going down in these movies. And right. for Gene Siskel to keep saying it's misogynistic. And the other piece of that little fun fact is that there's an equal ratio of male to female deaths. Yes, there is. So shut the front door and the killer is female. Right. So. Yeah, what is, I don't, I, why, I don't understand, because I don't feel the same way as he does in any of it. Um, I think that it's already pretty, pretty apparent that Jill and I enjoyed the movie just from our, the tones of our voices, but I just don't understand like where he gets, that's so fucked up that I don't understand where he gets that. That's that. I take that personal also. You know, I think it was a been... woman. <laughs> 
We're burning our bras right now. It's getting hot in here. You guys, I'm toasty anyway, so yes, let's take it off. I uh, I wonder if his opinion of the film would have been different if it had turned out that Sally Field had been cast as Alice Hardy. Wait, is that what it was supposed to be? <laughs> Sally Field. Shut up. She actually auditioned? Or she they auditioned her? for it. You like me. You, you really me. like me. Did you know that apparently that is um, a Mandela effect? That saying? Is that... I don't know what that means. A Mandela effect is whenever... I know I'm going to be really, really stupid how I say this, so I really apologize, but my basic understanding of the Mandela effect is when you know of something, but it's not really what it is. So, like, for example, Berenstein Bears, like, how it's spelled is different than, like, everyone always says... I say Berenstein Bears, but I guess it's Berenstein... I don't... Anyways, it's a whole thing. But I guess that when you look at the actual cover, it's different. So same thing with her. Apparently, she didn't actually say that. I but know. But everybody knows it as that. Yes. Isn't that I, funny? It, it's something to that effect. But yeah, it's almost like playing the telephone game. Yes. You know what I mean? By yes. the time it got to me, I was like, Sally Field said, run for a run. <laughs> Is that what she said when she accepted her, her award? Oh, um, uh, that's funny. The only other random piece of... Uh, fun trivia, what have you, that I couldn't squeeze in elsewhere was to plug a documentary about the series Friday the 13th because it is fucking awesome. Oh, really? Yes. So there's a documentary called Crystal Lake Memories, The Complete History of Friday the 13th. I saw that mentioned in Wikipedia. It is over six hours long. Oh, Jesus. So settle in in a comfy nook on the couch because it is so awesome. A lot of really awesome interviews. Yeah. Really cool, like, special guests that you wouldn't necessarily um, expect. Right now, it's available to rent on Amazon Prime. It was on Shutter until recently. Yeah. It must have heard me talking about it because now you got to pay three bucks to rent it. That's but stupid. it's definitely well worth it. And I think you can actually buy the Blu-ray of it, too, on uh, Amazon. And wow. Stuff. So oh, that's nice. I would own that. That's cool. Uh, we need to... Uh, I'm getting off topic for a second. Sorry. But we need to... Dave and I need to get Amazon Prime again. So we had it through a friend... Uh, and then one day we had to re-download everything. It like made us sign in, and now it doesn't exist. So I don't know. <laughs> it was Shiv. <laughs> you don't prime. We don't prime right now. We need to prime. We definitely need to prime, and we just need we just need to suck it up and pay the money and get it for ourselves. Um, so, anyways, it's it that is here or there, I guess. Uh, but we do miss it because there's shows that we really liked on Prime. So yeah, that's cool. Those are some really cool randoms. Some cool randoms. And you'll pepper the rest in, which is always my favorite part of the show is hearing all the fun facts. Random random. I'm picking out um little hairs from the microphone thing. Like little fuzzes. Those come from facial hair. No, or I hope not. <laughs> Jeez. Man. I mean I do I do sometimes occasionally for exfoliation, I do sometimes actually shave my face. They say you should, they say they actually make little tiny razors that like are meant for like just kind of like taking off the taking peach a little fuzz. off the top. Yeah, it's good for your skin. You're learning. Everyone's getting to know. I us got some whiskers well. right here. <laughs> I do on my chin. Once in a while, I'll get one that makes a break for it. I yes, I have one little blonde one that just like sticks out right here. Yeah. I plucked it yesterday because it was just getting a little gnarly. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, gotta go. Yeah, yeah. We you guys are learning shit today. Anyways. It's going down. Okay, so um. Yeah, let's, uh, what is happening? Okay, I just keep checking our thing to make sure that it's not going away, um, that it stops recording. So, the opening, uh, very enjoyable. 
Yeah, let's talk about the eye making out over folk singing scene. Uh, and I have down uh, Kumbaya vibes. Oh, so good. <laughs> Everybody loves a good Kumbaya moment. With the swaying. Oh and the my gosh. And the, oh, and the smoring. Yeah, and they love it. <laughs> and the fires. And, and the gazing. And the gazing at each other. And then they go fuck. When they try to fuck. Well, there's something about a hay and horse noises. Let's talk about aphrodisiac town. Wait, what? Because they go and hide in the barn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. They're Which... giving the signals over the chorus and right. you know, whatnot of the singing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't, you can't, uh, you can't neglect the famous. Well, I was at actually the very beginning. That's so funny. Right that was my next note after acknowledging the fact that the lovers yes. are eventually slain. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's actually pretty quick. <laughs> oh, it's, it happens very fast. <laughs> they weren't doing anything though. They were just pulling around. Yeah, oh, no, we're just we're just. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's exactly why they're kill, they're killing you. It's yeah, because, because you were fooling around. You were fooling around in every horror movie. That's what happens. But to it was you. just 1980. He didn't know the rules yet. Oh, that's true. That's very true. He set the rules. So. That's a good point. Yes, he set the rules. And his yellow camp counselor team. (laughs) So you brought up the sound. Okay. Yep. Let's talk about composer Henry, right? Mm -hmm. Henry, ooh, now I see what you're talking about. Manfredini. 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 Manfredini, yeah. Manfredini. I just call him the composer. Uh, (laughs) He probably would like that. He probably would, yeah. With a capital C. (laughs) So he actually created the sound himself. And oh. it's not saying shh, shh, shh. I'm sure it's not. Um, Is it another Mandela effect? <laughs> I guess maybe. Maybe. If I'm understanding your definition of it correctly. It could be. Then I guess, yeah. So it isn't actually uh, saying what it sounds like, but it is saying um, kill ma. So you know how uh, the okay. the killer, right, which yeah. we'll talk about later, but I mean, seriously, if you haven't seen Friday the 13th by now, then... This is probably not the episode to be listening to. No. Uh, but. But we are a spoiler cast. So, so eventually we'll get to talking about Betsy Palmer, you know, <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees being the killer. But in her mind, she's hearing Jason, right? Right. And he's telling her to kill everyone, right? Right. Yeah. Kill them, mommy. Kill them. Yeah. So which is fucked up and creepy. What the composer, with a capital C, did <laughs> was he created the sound by saying k and ma into a microphone with a delay effect and looped it or something, whatever those oh, awesome people do. Fuck. So that's what you're hearing. Is it him then? Yeah, it's actually his voice. Look at her. I can't. <laughs> Sybil, my cat. Anyways. Okay. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. So I always thought, you know, that it was the 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 noise is how it's spelled out everywhere that you see it, and it turns out it was the composer himself making just a you know a little beatbox action. Oh, that's awesome! I did not see, did not know. That's really cool, and that's definitely not what it sounds like, but that's fine. Yep. Um, and then I obviously put in there uh, the Jaws vibe again, the Jaws vibe in the music, and then and it's very psycho-y at certain parts at the very beginning, especially at the beginning. I got those vibes. Definitely. Um, which, once again, I think is hilarious that I thought that. So his whole purpose of trying to do that was very well done because that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, you make out, you die um, kind of deal. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, the opening was definitely... You know, I, I don't understand the only thing I will say, and this is really just me being picky and a brat. I don't understand why the director chose to have the Friday the 13th emblem crash into some glass, into some, like, 
I don't understand that. I'm pretty sure that existed well before the storyline did as well. Yes. I, 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 I think I mean, that was another thing that I read. Maybe because, like, I guess my mind, and this is just, I, this doesn't mean anything. I'm just being an ass. But I guess maybe because, like, a lot of, like, I don't know. What's her face? Is it Brenda that gets thrown through the window towards the end? Yeah, but it's actually Tom Savini. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, he's actually the one that goes through the window? Because he's also a stuntman. But we'll talk more about him. Oh later. my gosh! Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. I'll stop. I'll stop. No, this is good. That's, I like it. That's awesome. Okay, a little but bippity bop bop be bopping around. Um, don't ask. So yeah, the opening pretty cool, and then you know the beginning. So like Friday, June thirteenth opener. Wait, I thought that was cool. That that's how the movie opens. Yeah, and it it's is actually Friday the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So didn't know that. And I will have a confession right now that um. I realized that I had never watched this movie the whole way through. Really? Yeah, I don't think I ever watched the beginning of the movie. I think I always oh. just watched it towards the middle and the end. Yeah. Do you want to get up there, or do you just want to come to Mama? I am not holding this cat. Sybil. <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> come here, baby. Um, come here. So I had to laugh at the fact, though, and I read about this. I wouldn't have thought of it on my own, because it's just not in my nature. But it made me laugh that... <laughs> At the end, you hear Mrs. Voorhees talking about, you know, Jason's birthday and the anniversary of his death and this and that. Right. Well, the events in the movie don't actually, really, all of them take place on Friday the 13th anyway. So you see the movie starting on Friday the 13th. You yeah. see the, um, you know, sweet, innocent wannabe camp counselor. You know, the yeah. girl that, like, just walks up to a dog tethered to a guest. Oh, I know. Like, and she's like, hey, boy. Oh, no, hey, girl. Oh, I'm sorry, boy. I was just like, this is... Okay. She just sticks her face right, right next in, to the right mouth of a dog you don't know. And, like, that's how you get your face bitten off. Exactly. Uh, so that wasn't... So, any... Not all events take place on Friday the 13th. Right. And not only that, but, like, a year from when Jason drowned... It wouldn't be another Friday the 13th. It would be a Saturday the 13th. Yeah, that's true. You know? That is very, very true. So, damn calendars. I know. Ruining We're everything. Screwing everything up. Yep. Um, it's back to back to Annie. Yeah. And talking to the dog. This is the only time that the movie lost me. <laughs> this early in. Yes, this is the only one, time. There's one time every episode. Yep, there's always one that's, that's, that's going to be the little segment. There's always going to be that segment for every freaking movie that we do, guys, is when Colleen get lost, gets lost. So, uh, do you speak English? She asks the dog. <laughs> Fuck off. What of if course he, was he like, doesn't speak English. What if he was like, no, I speak Dutch. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a real random one. It's I not just, even Spanish. I don't know what it is. It just French. genuinely made me mad. And I just hated it. So Don't discriminate. There are dogs from all over the world. Okay. <laughs> all different backgrounds. Oh, fucking A. Um, and then, you know, as she walks into the little, the little bar... A convenience store. I don't know what that is. Was it like a little like restaurant? Yeah. That she walks into. Yeah, I think it was just like a kind of like the the equivalent of that times like rest area. Like you know what I mean? Because there was a little gas pump. True. She, it was like a combination of. Was that yeah. just kind of a cool little little shop? Yeah. The locals, you know, when she asks about like you know how far is Camp Crystal Lake, and uh, everyone is terrified of the question. That should have been her first clue. It's doomed. <laughs> like, don't go there, honey. You've been told multiple times, don't go there. She's dumb. She just whatever. Um, hey. When you have a dream like she does, she'll do anything. <laughs> Her fucking dream is so ridiculous. Don't call them kids either. That's like talking and calling them little goats. I know. 
Annie's the worst. She really is like my least favorite character. She's too wholesome. Uh, she's very wholesome, and I just I, I can't. Uh, and then we meet Crazy Ralph. Crazy Ralph, is it just me or does every town have a crazy guy with a bicycle? Oh, <laughs> we did. Yes, we did. Remember, he had a big stick on his bicycle and yes. had a flag on top. So we had a lot of characters back home. Tiptoe Joe. <laughs> They always have, like, some sort of rhyme or alliteration. Yes. Or what was the white like guy's name? Do we know? We'll talk about that offline. Oh, okay. It can be misinterpreted, and okay. I don't really want to play that game. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> but I will say, Crazy Ralph has the best bicycle posture in town. He does. It's like he's, he's it's like Forrest Gump on a bicycle. Although later, oh, later we'll talk about his bike riding when he leaves the camp. Because <laughs> it's not good. Was that when he was weaving a basket? Oh, my God. It was terrible. I've never seen someone weave a basket while riding a bicycle. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. Um, I also uh, notated that um, the truck driver, whenever she gets in with the truck driver, and he's like, don't listen to anything that Crazy Ralph says. Like, he's, we, don't listen to his nonsense. But then he literally gives her the same fucking speech. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but like, you're totally right. It's kind of stupid. Like, you know, don't listen to him, but don't go up to this camp. It's doomed. It is the most discouraging, morale-ruining, hitchhiking <laughs> ride ever. And, and like, I was like, you know what? That's what she gets for hitchhiking. Yes! I mean, at least he way. was a good guy. He was. He I was mean, nice. she obviously wasn't in danger that hitchhiking experience. Right. Um, um, but that's what you do in the 80s and the 70s. I was thinking this morning, because I was re-watching it for funsies, right. and just breathing it in. And I was like, I wonder what Annie's parents were like if they were just like, yeah, just let us know when you get there if there's a phone at the camp. We're not even sure. Like we'll how this see is... you at the end of summer. Let us yeah. know how it goes. Yeah, like what? No, we can't take off work to drive you there. Yeah, we just... Oh, yeah, you're... <laughs> I mean, Annie, this I is your dream, that. and when you have a dream, you'll do anything. And you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. You don't have a car, so just get yourself there. It'll be, it'll be great. You're maybe, very right. Maybe Crazy Ralph will give you a ride on his pegs. <laughs> That's so good. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Annie's going to die. And I put gonna as G-N-N-A. She's going to die. Because um, she's dumb. Uh, and then we meet Marcy, Jack, and Ned driving in with the banjo music. Happy times. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Because I know you haven't. Well, at least I don't think. Actually, we were just talking about it a minute ago. Last House on the Left, you haven't seen yet. Right. That music is a cross between Deliverance and Last House on the Left, if I've ever heard it. I've never watched Deliverance either. I refuse. Well, I haven't seen that either, but I know the iconic, you know, little yeah. banjo action. Yep. Um, so I, I can deduce. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I was laughing whenever you see Kevin Bacon in there, in that in the cab of that truck with yep. everybody in yep. it. All I can think of is him in Animal House. Given that smarmy face. Oh, God. I always forget he's an Animal House. I love that movie. He delivers the best smarmy face I've ever seen in my life. And guess what? He, that was his first film, Animal House. Was it? And that was only filmed, I, I think. Not too I think far from like that, probably. filmed like six months prior. Right. To Friday the 13th, which is pretty awesome. That is cool. Very I cool. did not know that. Yeah, happy times. Um, uh, and then, you know, we get into the camp. And I have a note, but I don't want to. I don't want to get into it quite yet, because uh, I'm skipping when they first get into the camp. They're immediately helping Steve, <laughs> like immediately. Oh, Steve, help me! And he's, they're like, oh, and then they meet each other, and it's great. And yeah, Steve, good old shirtless grown man, Harry Steve. Yeah, like was just so gross. Not happy about it. <laughs> I wrote no shirt bandana alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. 
Um, I have, uh, I love this. This is a, I wouldn't call this a lost me moment. I just kind of consider this dumb. Alice is fixing the gutter with, with, with one nail. It just does it. She literally takes an entire gutter, puts it back up there, taps one nail, taps a nail, doesn't even slam it in there, taps a nail, and then just lets go and it's fine. Yeah, they send the ladies to repair the gutters. Yeah, like, what the fuck? I... But that kind of goes back to good old, uh... Siskel. <gasps> yeah, Siskel. She's the one her. on the ladder. She's the one the doing it. Yeah, you you misogynistic pig. High time that he reads. Is that the right way to say that? Is he still alive? I don't know. Steve just crept up on her while she was fixing the Yeah. And just starts being such a weirdo. Flipping through her sketchbook like Rose did on Jack's with the Titanic. <laughs> and you know like, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when they're pretty good. Steve's flipping through. I'm like, is Madame Bijou in that? <laughs> what about any of his French girls? <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? And then she's, he's like, you're very talented. And she thanks yeah. him. But it's kind of like a backhand. He's like, did I look like that? She's like, you did last night. Ew. She says, uh, thanks, but I wish I had more time to do it. But I'm busy repairing gutters. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm doing all of your work right now. No, I won't With sketch your now. caricature for 10 cents. I need to fix this gutter. <laughs> so she's I'm, fixing shit. Um, and then I, I just obviously, I put Steve and Alice have a fling. Clearly. We oh, know there's some history have. there. Oh, there's definitely some history. He's like, give me a week to make you fall in love with uh, my chest hair. Right. And then, because doesn't he, like, at one point say, like, just stay with us? Yeah, like, he just, says like, till Friday. Here. And she's like, And then mm. if she's still not down with the clown, he'll put her on the bus himself. Oh, that's right. I and mean, he won't make her hitchhike. He won't make her hitchhike. <laughs> like Alice. He, Annie. Annie. Shit. Like, Go she is of, Alice. Go the way of Annie. Oh, fuck. Um... Then, you know, keep going through the camp, and uh, we have a little bit of a foreshadowing moment. Are you talking about the archery scene? Yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. Definitely some foreshadowing uh, with with Ted, Ned, Ned, Ned. Nettie. And I just have that Ned is an ass, Tonto. I, uh, <laughs> Nettie. I hate how she calls him Nettie. I know. It's time. so stupid. Nettie Pot. Yeah. Clean stupid. out your nose. The arrow Oof. that was fired at her uh, was actually fired by Tom Savini. Oh, really? Yeah. Who, by the way, we keep bringing him up. He's the special effects supervisor on this oh, movie. Oh, okay. Uh, but he's, I had a few fun facts about him because that's not, he's uh, not a one-trick pony, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, Pittsburgh native, which is awesome. Right. Uh, played <laughs> Sex Machine in Dust, uh, from Dust Till Dawn, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, and he, of course he's in like a myriad of other movies, but he right. also was a stuntman, director, special effects guru, clearly. Wow. Uh, so he's kind of done pretty much all of it. That's awesome. He's a really cool dude. That's really, well, really cool. I've heard he's a really cool dude <laughs> from you. So. He was. He was a very nice guy. Um, oh, yeah, that's cool though. We should talk about Annie though, because the way this is kind of going, like Annie dies... Right? Did I did I jump ahead too much? Um, I have just a couple stupid little things. Like, okay. um, I did the foreshadowing, obviously, that we see Brenda in the archery range. I like that. Uh, Alice is dumb, gets in a Jeep. Oh, I called it the wrong person. There it is. Nope, you did not jump. Uh, I put Alice by accident. I met Annie is dumb, gets in a Jeep with a quote-unquote stranger danger. That's the second one that day. Yeah. Minimum. But yeah. She just wanders into town on foot, asks the dog for directions, and hitchhikes. <laughs> she should have <laughs> just stuck with the dog. The dog's like, I would advise against both of those things. <laughs> don't, uh, don't do that. But I don't speak English, so I can't tell you. <laughs> Dutch. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Annie, uh, Annie gets, gets it pretty quick. Um, you know, uh, we don't see the killer, but no. we know that Annie and, uh, yeah, Annie's dad. 
and he gets a little throat slashed. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It was actually pretty gnarly. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, it's it's cool because they opened the movie with those two kind of like vague murder scenes where you right. don't see any of the crazy. I mean, you see the guy, you know, yeah. he falls over and he's clearly wounded or whatever. But I read that they did that intentionally with the opening murders, kept them a little on the light side so that the viewers weren't maybe aware how bloodbathy they were going to get. Yes. You know what I mean? So setting an expectation <clears throat> of, eh, it ain't going to be that bad. Yeah. But you're walking into a rated R movie. You should probably know you're going to see at least one boob. Yep. And at least one throat slash. Yes. So. Or a poking through the bed of a whatever that is. Arrow. Arrow. Um, so, yep. So we see Annie die. Poor girl. Hitchhiked. Shouldn't have done it. That's a lesson learned right there. Um, yeah. That was pretty gnarly. Um, and then, uh... I don't know why I have this, because I don't remember what scene this is. First chase scene, Bye Bye Alice? Oh, no, I kept putting Alice, like a dumbass. Uh, Annie. It's Annie. Annie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was our first chase scene, though, with her. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she dies, obviously. Yes. Um, thinks that she's getting away, and then, whoops. Hey, she went for it, man. Yep. Yep. She tried. She tried. Um, and then we, we, uh, get to, we get to uh, see the cop slightly after that just shows up out of nowhere oh yeah and kevin bacon will quit clutching his hog <laughs> <laughs> and messing with shit and nettie is such a fucking ass i laugh every time the I cop mean, calls him tonto yeah okay it's, we're down tonto or whatever i mean it's like says. crazy racist these right, days i right. think yeah no that's definitely yeah yeah it's definitely racist it's something that you should not be saying yeah the cops and you know but it, it is super funny he just yeah. kind of rolls up and it's like yeah i'm looking for a guy named ralph <laughs> His yeah, wife's yeah. worried about him. I'm like, oh my god, Ralph he has a wife, him. right? And like, why are you letting him off off of his leash, lady? Yeah, like, he's clearly crazy. They call him Crazy Ralph. You know that he's a nut job. Do you think he's just totally normal over dinner? And Probably. He's just had too many bourbons, <laughs> and he just gets, gets on little, his bike, he gets a little tipsy, and that's it. What if he rode the Pee Wee Herman bike? Oh, that'd be the best. Pee Wee would not be happy though. <laughs> that'd be make that make him pretty sad. Um. So yeah, and then he. Uh, I also have it. Uh, you know, he leaves because you can't keep the chief waiting. <laughs> I yeah. hate I hate that. I don't know why. It just yeah. bothers me. Well, you can't. That's a surefire way to get fired. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Nice. Absolutely. Um and then um I love how uh he I don't know why he does this, but uh how the cop turns around real awkward and uh doesn't really seem to know how to ride that bike. Like, like that Ralph. motorcycle. He got yeah. lessons from Ralph, that's why. <laughs> I did get lessons from Ralph. I mean he just like the way he turns it is very awkward, and then even as he's, like, going down that little road, it's just, it's just all wobbly. Like, dude, maybe you shouldn't have that. That's <laughs> what I look like on a real bicycle. I haven't rode a bike literally since I was a kid. I'm scared. That phrase, it's like riding a bike, is total bullshit. Yeah, it's not true? No, no. I did it after 10 years of not, and I was terrified. 10 years of not? I needed someone to hold the back of the seat. <laughs> I needed training wheels, and I needed extra brakes. And maybe a helmet. And my jeans pant leg got stuck in the chain. That's why you roll them up. Well, I know now, but I'm now never doing it again. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It is getting hot in here. Is it? Can it's we talk about the lake bonding scene to maybe cool oh, ourselves down? Yes. Or oh, I like that little, I like that little segue there. Thanks. It is tasty. I, I can ride a the segue better than a bicycle. I've never rode on a segway. Me neither. I'm not a dick. Oh, <laughs> not a dick. Do you, uh, do you want me to turn the AC up a little bit? It is kind of toasty in here. Do you want to pause it? No, I can just do it from here. 
I hate technology. <laughs> so, my uh, the lake bonding scene <clears throat> does make me laugh with the small teeny bathing suits and all the Oh, yeah, the little, the kind of, like, not Speedos, but, like, the little, the little short, short, the blue uh, and yellow yeah. on bacon. I mean, I won't lie, it's pretty sexy. Good old Kevin's so. bacon. Uh, there's always some weirdo, though, in the bunch who takes the bonding way too far and, like, fakes a drink. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, always. I mean, isn't that Nettie? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, okay, Roberta from now and then. Can right. you relax mm-hmm. on the punking until we've all gotten to know each other for more than an hour? Yeah. Like, you were just asking, you know, what what flavor of ice cream would someone be? And the next thing you know, he's faking his drowning so that he can slip some funny tongue. Yes. It's not mm-hmm. funny at all. He's an idiot. That's <laughs> why I have him down as an ass. He's an ass. He's the court um, jester. I mean, everybody has one of those friends. Everybody has the, and it, and it does, you know, he's just insecure. Ned has nothing else to rest on. Right, exactly. He's trying to be the goofball, trying to, you know, like we said, steal a little tongue. Yeah. Disgusting. Because he can't, he's gross. Bad, bad kid. Anyways. Bad Ned. Bad Ned. Um, yeah, and then, so that's a really cool scene, because everyone's bonding, and then Ned tries to get the tongue. Um, and then I, I, I hope I'm not hopping too, too fast, but I have, uh, we find Ralph. Oh, you, oh. So they, so they go. Oh, but you, wait, what did I skip? Oh, I know what you're, I know why you're skipping it. Wait, what did I skip? Because you're into animals and you feel bad. I don't remember. You feel bad that they killed a real snake in that camp. Oh, I forgot about the snake. I forgot about the snake. I don't know why I skipped that part. Maybe because I just thought, I don't know why I skipped that part actually. Because that, that was actually funny. I liked it because Alice, her scream was just so like perfect, and then she's like, "You just gotta kill it." Like, it very just, they can't, Yeah, they can't get it. They don't. They don't kill it. Yeah, they do. They do, and they kill it in real life. What do they? Yeah. Oh shit! That time I'm not lying. Oh no! Like the horses in the ring, I was maybe lying about that. This I'm not lying about. Oh. Peter was not around on the set of this one. They chopped that snake in half. Oh my god! I, I did not know that. Which yeah yeah and. So they did do that. People were upset on, you know, set. Uh, the owner, I think, I think that it was the owner of the camp itself was like bawling nearby. Like, oh, no. But it was all inspired because Tom Savini, again, plugging his or rather dropping his name all over the place. But he, uh, during the filming, had a snake in his cabin and it kind of inspired the whole like little scene. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that they killed a real snake. I guess I just, maybe I glazed over that part by accident. Well, that's the, the, to my knowledge, like, in my experience, that's the only other real one I've ever seen, aside from watching Cannibal Holocaust, which is really up there. Like, seven animals, real ones get killed nope. on, on film. Nope, 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 good on that, won't watch it. Is it that's a, not going to be on our list. Does it help at all if I say that they gave the animals to the tribesmen to eat afterwards? No, it doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it better, nothing ever, no. The only, time, the only time that, this is going to sound really shitty, and I don't even like it then. The only time that I'm agreeing to an animal dying is if it's miserable or if it's in pain. Or then, if I'm hungry. Well, I mean, I eat meat. I'm not going to sit here and, and preach like that. But I'm a meat eater. I just don't like to see animals hurt just because, I guess. So you won't be having the veal tonight for no, dinner? No, I will never eat veal. That's a baby cow. I understand that they say that it's yummy, but no, I'll never eat veal. I was tricked into eating, um, I've told you this story, and it made me cry. I was tricked into eating shark once, and I cried. My dad was a very cruel individual, 
and said, you want to try this fish? And I'm like, yeah, I'll try the fish. And I tried the fish. And then after I ate it, my dad came over and said, did you know that that was shark? And I immediately started crying. For those of you that don't know me, sharks are my favorite animal on the entire planet. And I love them. And I cried. And I'm very sad to say it was really good. <laughs> it tasted really good. But I still regret every bite looking back on it. Anyways. Well, I couldn't let us get past the snake scene. And I'm right. sorry that I wrecked your whole day. Oh, you're fine. I and I know, know that you're lying and you're going to have the for dinner. But <laughs> we can talk about Crazy Ralph knowing no boundaries. Yes, um, well, because they're all in the kitchen. And here's the part that kind of I, I also... There were certain parts that... It's not that I wasn't paying attention, but I feel like I wasn't paying attention because I have a question. So they all go back to the... You know, afterwards, they go back to the, the, the cabin to cook dinner or whatever... And I think it's funny that somebody's like, how do you want it cooked? And they're like, rare or medium rare. And they're like, you're going to eat it like that? It's like, yeah, that makes it it's better that way. Um, but anyways, that's personal. So Alice is the one that finds him, mm -hmm. right? But where does everybody, does everybody just disappear at one point? Where do they go? Why is she by herself in the cabin all of a sudden? I can't remember. I think people were just out and about doing other, other chores and Other stuff. chores because, after dinner, yeah, maybe? Yeah, I think, because they were all kind of trying to, like, set up the kitchen and get things figured out, and, like, they're figuring Annie, out Because Annie, like, cook. Annie was supposed to cook, and Annie she never was supposed to. Which, by the way, that kitchen is not going to um, work for 50 campers. Yeah. That's a very, like, I imagined, like, a cafeteria-style kitchen. That is no catering space. That is, like, it's one oven. Mm -hmm. And one refrigerator. Where's what? Well, you don't need either of those to make uh, cut diagonally peanut butter jelly sandwiches for something. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. But I mean, 50. For Ralph ate all the jelly. What? <laughs> He's like, I've been hiding in this doomed cupboard forever. <laughs> I'm here and it's scary here, but I'm here to tell you. I'm in your pantry. So he pops out of the pantry. And he says everyone's doomed. Everyone's doomed because that's his favorite thing to say. Um, so yeah, just Ralph is chilling in the pantry, getting ready to spread his gospel um, about, about Camp Crystal and, uh, Camp Blood. Camp Blood. And then, um, you know, as he leaves, uh, this is where, you know, we, uh, this is where we, we see that he might, maybe he had too many bourbons at this point, but his bike riding ability all of a sudden goes downhill and he's just riding all over the place. To Ralph's credit, that is not a mountain bike. It's no, it's... <laughs> He's riding over, like, fucking tree roots and stuff. <laughs> Dude, get, where's your other bike? You knew that you were coming out to Camp Crystal Lake. That's like an, that's like an, a Neil Armstrong riding bike, not... Right. You know what I mean? Right. Is that the right name, or was that the guy that landed on the freaking moon? <laughs> I just think, oh, no, 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 you're I wrong. caught your eye, and I'm wondering if I'm right. No, I'm Neil Armstrong that. definitely landed on the... Did he? <laughs> Didn't Neil Armstrong land on the moon? I think Neil. Neil, you're thinking of um, four for gore at gmail.com <laughs> or comment on or DM us. We will we'll slip into our DMs, okay? Um, so tweet, tweet at us. Twitter, tweet, 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 tweet the deets of tweet how I'm deets. wrong. About um, no, Neil Armstrong. I think did. He's an astronaut. Uh, so yeah, Crazy Ralph, and he. He can't ride a bike. He should have gotten his, like you said, he should have gotten, uh, uh, why can't I talk? He should have gotten his mountain bike. Yeah. we were talking His about. Huffy. His Huffy, yes. Um, and then, so he, you know, rides off into the sunset, and then I just have, Ned is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I like the rhyme at your poet. <laughs> I didn't know it. I already knew it. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm not a poet. So yeah, I a funny funny guy goodbye jinxed himself. Funny guy goodbye. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, jinxed himself whenever he faked his drowning. You know what I mean? No, and that actually that's a really really good point. I was like, I way like to that. go, dude. Yeah, you should not be fucking. Not that around. like Jason held his head underwater or anything like that. I shouldn't say Jason. Not that the killer, the killer held the head underwater or anything like that. But that but you know what? It, it's interesting because we don't see him die, but we know he's obviously dead. We don't see him, do we? No, I laugh about that too because some obviously in these movies, some you see, and if you don't see it, you know you're going to see them dead later. They're going to be rigged right. up somewhere, you know what I mean, as a surprise. So you right. don't actually see him die, but you know that that's what yeah. happened. And I can't, he just hears a sound in that cabin and just goes to investigate like every stupid person in a scary movie, right? Yeah, breaking okay. all the rules. Yep, breaking all the rules. Rule number one don't go towards the scary sound um, or any sound. I'm going to pause this for two seconds. I want more coffee. My microphone. That's fine. No worries. It's, oh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Okay. Oh. And you can say whatever you want. Nope. Didn't okay. want to. Um, I was going to say one thing, though. So we just took a quick break to uh, go. I went to go grab some more Koei and uh, <laughs> coffee. Anyways, went to go grab that. And um, uh, I looked in the fridge. Um, I forgot last night in my drunken stupor. I ordered so much fucking food um, last night because I was so hungry. And there's so much pizza and, like, cheesy bread and, yes, like, please. french fries and so many goodies in the refrigerator. And I'm so excited to eat lunch later. We pause. We come back. And it's a totally different vibe. We're all... Yeah, we've learned that lesson, though. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. So, anyways. Don't hitchhike and don't eat too many chicken nuggets before you podcast. Oh, my gosh. I'm so jealous that you have those sauces still. Did you Did you enjoy the rest of those nuggets? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh I, laid, I, I laid down and ate them with my eyes closed. <sighs> They're so chicken, chick, Chick-fil-A nuggets literally are just heaven. Just They're delight. actually better than any other nugget. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> They're far superior. <laughs> <laughs> okay, off topic. Anyways, so, yep, Ned is dead. You know, he goes towards the sound. Shouldn't go towards the sound. So many, you are right, so many things. Uh, uh, Cunningham really did start. I feel like was so what I'm trying to say is Cunningham really did kind of start the whole um like the rules like the rules that all scary movies follow he kind of did start I mean who was before this oh gosh I knew you were gonna quiz me like that and I can't in front of a crowd because the, because last house on the left was before Friday the 13th Oh, really? And there are many, many others before Oh, that. I'm sure there are. But you sort of get more into slasher. a formulated, and then, you know, these these rules, you know, become, like, pop culture fun, you know what I right. mean, as, like, trends and things that you see. So, like, where they really started out, I can't say for sure, because I would sound like an idiot, but this one, you know, they're starting to be, I think, at least more recognizable. Right. Don't say I'll be right back. You know? No, never. Jill just put on a rain slicker and not wear pants. Oh, I have notes about that. Me too. We'll oh, talk Jesus. Soon. All right. So, um, and then of course we have uh, Marcy and Jack sneak off for a quickie, which is always bad news bears. Well, you quickies know, are never good in a horror movie, guys. Whenever they're standing outside, and I thought this was really interesting, and I've known this for quite some time, but I can't remember exactly how to explain it. So when they're standing outside, and Kevin Bacon says that there's about to, about to be a storm, yeah. you know, and they're talking about it rolling in, and she says she has nightmares about storms, blah, blah, blah. And blood. Yeah, and blood. Yeah. She's blood. got a fucked up brain. Well, she was clearly Miss Cleo in herself. She was. Right? Yep. So, uh... 
in I read that they treat the weather or they kind of associate the weather with Jason as like a force to be reckoned with. Oh. Like it's out of their control and like he's about to strike and the storm's rolling in. You know what I mean? And it oh. seems to kind of mirror the weather with Jason and his his appearances and all his slashering and all that cool stuff. Interesting. Isn't that neat? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate I, that. I, I I always laugh whenever uh, Kevin rushes his feathered hair and his lady and her fe- you know feathered hair yep. into that cabin to get some. Yep. And he shaved his armpits for that scene. Oh, I never even noticed. You will moving forward. I'm gonna have to go back and watch just that scene, but maybe not because I had to watch it on Crackle, and we all know that that's a pain in the ass. Oh, then for you, then you probably didn't even get to see his armpits, or it was probably a commercial. Probably, it probably was. I mean, hey, listen, I watched the movie. My rule is three times for each one of these movies, at least three. Christine still has uh, all of them beat with five. Um, but I do watch the movie three times, and I somehow missed it every time. So clearly I was not looking at Kevin Bacon's armpits. He bicks them. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt a That's little claustrophobic great. being in their bunk with them whilst they were making yes, it Yes, it, um, it was a little bit claustrophobic. It was a little tight in there. I just took some deep breaths. It just kind of went with it. I tried to focus on how shiny his gold chain was. And I appreciated his butt. <laughs> Go right. I appreciated Kevin Bacon's butt because I listen. I'm I'm not an anti Kevin Bacon, but I wouldn't say that I've seen Kevin Bacon's bacon, and it's it's. I mean, whatever you know, Hollow Man. When, was it Hollow Man? No, not Hollow Man. See through is not the see through is not the best. No, 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 not not uh, not Hollow Man. Uh, uh, Wild Things. Mm-hmm. Wild Things. You see Kevin Bacon's bacon. Anyways, um, moving on. So, uh, um. Oh, I did mention, though, uh, before I put these notes backwards, it looks like. But um, when they're still outside, I have Kevin Bacon's talking smarts shifted 180 degrees about the wind. What? Yeah, and then he says it's going to come barreling down this valley like a son of a gun. (laughs) so much. I was like, oh, he sounds like my grandpa. I know. Why are you talking like that, Kevin? Kevin. Like a son of a gun. Come on, Kevin. Hmm. Um... Oh, and then I did obviously mention Marcy is fucked up. I have these, yeah, I definitely have these backwards. It should have gone the opposite direction. But uh, Marcy's fucked up. Why is uh, why is it a shower dream? I don't know why I have shower dream, but I did ask myself why is it a shower dream? I wish I had been with you when you made that note. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but Marcy's fucked up because she dreams about maybe because she oh, said it like well you're ta- yeah you're talking about the, the dream. blood scene yeah or the blood dream but why did i mention that it's the shower dream did she say something about a shower dream <laughs> what the fuck was i, I do most of my dreaming in the shower i mean <laughs> something about the white noise and <laughs> who knows what i was having time to say. with my own thoughts oh fuck um so yeah they have their little their little quickie and then we we sneak off um we sneak off to uh strip monopoly yeah, Monopoly smutty style. Yeah. Ooh, isn't Monopoly is... like the longest board game? Oh my play? god, it is. I've never played it. You've never played Monopoly? Listen, no. it's not one of my favorite games. Um, just because it does take a very long time and there's money involved, and I don't do money very well. I'm not good with numbers. Well, you do read <laughs> the box office numbers. I do read the box office numbers, that is true. And I like to make money, but I don't I don't like to count <laughs> I'm not good with numbers, anyways. 
So I don't really like to play that. I, it's just, it is. It's a long game. I'm getting off topic. It's well, a very long game. I shared with you before that I suck at Clue, and I give away all of the clues, so I can't play it. So that's why I was like, Monopoly, I've never in my life. But I was thinking, <clears throat> when they said, well, we're going to play Strip Monopoly, and I was thinking, I think this game takes a really long time to actually finish. They better have plenty of firewood in that room, because I'd be right. naked and pissed the and cold. cold. Yes, and cold. Right. <laughs> it's losing. raining outside. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I'm a yeah, that's, loser as it is. Plus, yep, I'd be cold. Same. Yeah. Plus, it's, so this is where we find out that that's why I put the Brenda's the stripper. For those of you that have watched it or not watched it, if you haven't watched it now, you know. Because she's the one that comes up with it. And she's like, hey, uh, hey, Alice, why don't, why don't you go see if Marcy loves some of that grass? I hate how she says that. I think she sounds like and, a mom. Yes, like, and, and how she does, like, why don't you go see if uh, Marcy loves some of that grass? But like how she points. <laughs> I hate it. She does. She, she does. She definitely is, in my opinion, the oldest, the oldest teenager I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's all the case with all of these movies too. That's right. hilarious. I know, but like she definitely is an older. Cast. Yeah, she definitely. And I get it. I understand that like they're not true teenagers, but like still, she's I, old. I think at that point in the movie, they were just trying to get as much deviant behavior in and done as quickly as they possibly could, because they're like, all right, we got to get to more killing. Right. right. So we have mm. to have these kids break a lot of rules as quickly as possible. So we're going to have them get naked. We're going to have them smoke grass. We're going right. to have them, all these things happen. All the really bad quickly. stuff. All yeah. the things you're not supposed to do. Wrap it up in a bow in one little, you know, room of a cabin with a roaring fire and, you know, kids acting like idiots. I think they're drinking Red Stripe. It looked like Red uh, Stripe. I think it's Budweiser. Oh, is it Budweiser? It's old school Budweiser, the bottles I think. Are but the bottles shaped. are super, super cute. They were reminiscent of Red Stripe. Yes, they, they definitely were. Good um and so uh then um <clears throat> skipping ahead again i actually we already know that like kevin bacon is about to get you know get his his uh cupid's arrow through the throat y yes but before that sex with dead ned oh the silent participant <laughs> yes it's just like <laughs> chilling on the top of the fucking top bunk just just sex with dead ned um and he's just chilling up there while they're 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 knocking boots. Yeah, they were um, they were MLing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Um, and that was pretty gross. I find that. I mean, when you like when you stop and think about it in a very serious tone, that is very very disturbing. I mean, obviously they don't know that it's he's there, but it's just so nasty. And it's safe to say they never will. No. Yep. They don't. They don't actually figure it out. Yeah. Um, Much to. All of our chagrins. I know. Kevin's post-coital last dance with Mary Jane. I know. <laughs> no. So whenever he gets the arrow through his throat. Which, by the way, I put down jump scare. That was a true jump scare for me. With the hand that comes out uh -huh. and grabs his head. Uh -huh. It's super awesome. Uh -huh. I love that yep. dance scene. Yeah. Uh, blood was only supposed to seep out, but there was a tubing malfunction. So Tom oh. Savini, yet again, saying his name, he blew into the hose to make the blood come out, which is why it spurts out like real crazy. Oh, really? It wasn't supposed to be how it looked, but they liked the effect that it created, so they kept. Oh, it. I thought that it was good. Yeah, me too. It looks like it alley oops right into Kevin Bacon's mouth, but it cuts away right at that moment. Like yeah. it looks like it shoots up and like flies right into his right. own eyeball. Right, right. Not really. No, it's mouth. really cool though. That is a really, really cool scene. Yeah. Um. You and know. then we get into like the raincoat loitering in your underpants. Oh yeah, um, because she's oh, well, out wait. there. Well, wait, hold on. What? Marcy's next. She's all alone in the bathroom. That's who I'm talking about. 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Brenda. She comes she comes in later with another raincoat. That's what I mean. There's clearly a pattern. Oh, uh, there is. Yeah. And it's, it's very re- rainy there. And no one wears pants. No. <laughs> so, yeah. Mar- of course, yeah. Marcy's next. All in the bathroom. And um, is this why girls go to the bathroom together now? Because the bathroom is because terrifying? The, yeah. Bathrooms are scary. You, you should not go. Now you guys understand. Boys, listen. This is why girls travel to the bathroom together. You have to go in pairs because there could be a serial killer that's going to kill you. Yeah. That's what I put down. Yes. Yes. But most of the time, we're wearing pants. We are wearing rooms. pants with no raincoats, and we're usually saying, you look cute, it's fine. Yes. Or, it, you don't, he doesn't mm. deserve you. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Just break up with him, Cindy. <laughs> the bathroom set was, I think, the only building that they had to, or, like, structure that they had to create that wasn't already there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which was pretty cool. That Most of cool. the set was already there. So, so the camp, the so the, so did the camps, did the camp just not have a bathroom? I'm confused. Does or, it bear shit in the woods? I mean. So do the count, the counselors and the children. Oh, no, I'm okay. kidding. They probably had outhouses or something yeah, smaller. Yeah, okay. I mean? Just nothing big that was like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was also a, um, that was a pretty, uh, pretty creepy scene. Um, was that the, the part was it Brenda or was it Marcy that you see the hand on the curtain and then it just disappears? I don't remember who that was, but that that freaked me out a little bit. That may have been... Um, was that Brenda? That may have been Brenda because Brenda also has a bathroom scene. But yes. Then, and she survives it. So yeah. I can't remember, to be honest with you, if, okay. it, if it's one... But if I had to guess, it's probably Brenda because she lives Brenda. the bathroom scene. Yes. Yeah, that she survives freaked hers. me out, though. Because the way that the hand, like, it's there and it's pulling it away slowly, but the, the way it jerks away... Yeah. Like, oh, I just got goosebumps. Well, oh, anyways. Can, can we talk about what gives me the total creeps? And I, honest to God, think it's the scariest part of the movie. What? <gasps> oh, God. Okay, so sheer not nightgown time i know you're gonna be pumped because this is brenda's demise it is but oh wait oh wait am i jumping ahead just a smidge i want to just mention one thing obviously we have to talk about marcy getting an axe to the face oh yeah and how nasty that was i mean it was pretty gross that was a pretty gruesome like image to see like it obviously me now who care i I don't i'm an adult i don't care but if i was a kid and i saw that i'd probably be freaked out Mm -hmm. but it's pretty nasty yeah so now now we can talk about brenda i just wanted to mention that one thing because marcy dies uh, I just think it's funny that all of these other people, not all of them, okay, I digress, Alice breaks rules and survives, we right. know that. Um, Brenda, the one who come up, who came up with Stripanopoly, yep. you know, of course she's gonna bite it. Oh, of course, because she's, a, she's, a, she's, uh, going against the grain. I have seen way too many movies with creepy yelly children noises, mm-hmm. and if I heard that outside of my house mm-hmm. tomorrow, I would not help them. Nope. And it's the scariest noise in the movie, and I turn the volume down every single time oh, I watch it. Oh, do you it really? I mean, it is creepy, because kids kids are gross, and kids are creepy in scary movies. We've had this conversation. It terrifies me. I hate that part. And I'm like, dude, Brenda, like, I would just roll over, you know. And be like, well, they'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll, <laughs> they'll figure it out. It's the wind. Yeah. I would talk myself into thinking that that was anything but what she thought she was hearing. Yes. And I would not leave, and especially wouldn't go outside in my sheer nighty. No, and so, just to talk real quick about about um a couple things just backing up a little bit so i did mention of course brenda just leaves half naked instead of putting on her clothes i don't understand that like you could just put on your pants real quick um before you leave because she had to give them to the mr monopoly guy that's true (laughs) never mind do not pass go um and then i do have one little quick note that does happen in between the bathroom scene i think um let me just skip ahead real fast make sure yeah so um 
Diner Diner Sandy. <laughs> Diner Sandy is a sweet lady that just wants a piece of Steve. She loves Steve. She loves Steve. When yes. Steve's in the diner getting a little quick bite. Yep. Lucky duck, as everybody else is fucking dying back at camp. Um uh yeah, so I had mentioned, you know, that little Sandy, just so sweet. She just oh, she just loves her some Steve. She's like, You gotta stay. He's like, I have like six horny teenagers back at the <laughs> camp smoking grass and playing strip monopoly. Sandy. I, I can't I gotta go. You know this, this, this is my a, job. Can you give me a doggy bag for this lemon meringue? <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Keep the change. All 75 cents of it. I'm pretty sure that's all that, that's all she probably got. And don't spend it all in one place. Um, and also, I did mention, back to Brenda real quick, uh, I mentioned that uh, I notated, <laughs> first thing that I saw, when she puts on that raincoat and leaves, I immediately think that that raincoat just smells of pure chemicals. <laughs> Why do you think that? I just, I feel like, I just looking at it, like it's the 80s, I feel like, you just walking up to it, it's got that plasticky, like, rubbery smell to it. And I immediately just, like, want to gag when I see that raincoat. And I don't know what it is. It's the same color as a Coleman cooler. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just so serious. And then, you know, how you mentioned, um, I, I have, the, you know, her, her PJs were pretty snazzy. Yeah. I think if I saw a snake earlier that day, I'd be wearing some sweatpants to bed, though. Uh, yeah. I don't need exposed ankles. And some socks. And, and, you know. snowsuit. Yes. (laughs) All the works. Yeah. Um, and I did also mention the help me scene, too. And I just said, whose voice is that? Because it sure as heck is is not fucking Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, it is. So where does that child go? Uh, you know, you're right. You're actually probably right. Because she does. She's crazy. And you're right. At one point, she does kind of talk very childlike to... Alice. Yeah, because she's You're Jason. Right. You're you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I actually have a note about that coming up that's pretty interesting. Is, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll just say it now. Like, So Cunningham took a, an approach that you've mentioned with the uh, the music, like Psycho. Right. So Cunningham kind of took a Psycho approach reversal style where instead of the man having the mother in his mind, the mother has the son who she's right. lost in her mind. You know right. what I mean? Right. So I think she just can switch that on channel some Mr. You know, young Voorhees and scream disgustingly and terrifyingly in the forest. Yes. To get, which is to awful. To come out there. And scares the shit out of you every time. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I won't. If you have more notes, go ahead. No, no, no. Out. It's not about, that's really the only note that it was. Uh, and then uh, I just, you know, she just keeps trudging on through the rain with no fucking raincoat. The one time she needs a raincoat or an umbrella, like a weirdo, she just keeps going through the forest trying to find this child in the pouring down rain but yet she'll take a she'll 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 it's just so stupid she gets for being a good samaritan i guess i mean she kind of deserves it and then we're at the archery archery uh range Mm -hmm. lights scream dead yeah that's pretty pretty much it i mean but there's your foreshadowing well and it goes back to that whole if you don't see their death happen you're probably going to see their corpse later and it'll be a surprise as to how they you know what i mean oh right but yeah yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a foreshadowing thing it all goes back full circle yep 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 yep. totally um i've always appreciated the Voorhees staging talents there we go like rig up all those like awesome surprises of all the bodies eventually oh, yeah, throughout yeah. the movie. It's so oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, for they sure. have some real stick to itiveness in that way. Yeah, they, they do. Um, and then Bill and Alice find a bloody axe, um, and they're acting cool about it. <laughs> I said the exact same thing. Alice is like, "What is going on here? Like, what is this? Is like, the fire I'm sorry, bleeding. What's <laughs> happening? I don't. That I will say. Okay, I lied when I said that I only had one lost me moment." This is a second lost me moment. 
I just, it's not that it lost me completely, but because I did overall like the movie, but I just, I would not, I think that's the one thing that I'm like, guys, this is a bad, this is a bad scene because they should be freaking the fuck out if they find a bloody axe on a pillow. And then he says, why don't you try to get some rest? I had like two strong cups of coffee at 7 p.m. yesterday and I couldn't sleep at midnight. And he's like, mm, well, you'll be fine. Try to catch some Z's while you can. You're going to need them. I'll be back. No, it's I like, won't. It's not, yeah, I won't. Yeah, because he said I'll be back. Yes, he did. We learned that uh, pretty quickly. Um, and then, um, you know, he goes out and then at one point, uh, you know, dun, 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 the phone lines have been cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a popular move. Yep, popular so the kids. Oh, the phones are down, and she's like freaking out. So I skipped that part though because at one point she does lie down for a little bit, right? Yeah. Or don't. Does she make coffee first? Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna brew up some Folgers, and then I'm gonna instant coffee too. Oh, we're gonna well, they wouldn't have had. They wouldn't have had. Well, coffee makers existed. They just found a bloody axe. She's not gonna percolate. She can't take the time. Where's that time? They bust out a Keurig. We're like, wait a minute. Oh, this is an 80. This doesn't make any sense. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, Alice wants to leave and Bill is just, like, super chill about it. So, no, that's that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. You should have listened to Alice. Once again, the only one that is smart, except for making folders and being chill about the axe. Mm-hmm. But smart Alice is like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And Bill's like, nah. It's probably just a joke. It's probably there's an explanation for it. What explanation? Bill's like, I really need this job. Yeah. I can't. (laughs) At least let's wait till Steve gets back and I can explain why I'm late. (laughs) I'm on the clock here, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) He's very serious about his work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, this is where, you know, uh, um, what is, oh, I, yeah, I kind of went, I I didn't skip, but I kind of went, I'm going backwards a little bit. So, like, Bill leaves to go check on the generator and then tells Alice to try and get some sleep, like you said. And uh, I said, hello, bloody axe. No, no, no one's still, once again, no one's, no one's concerned about the bloody axe at yeah. all, um, which is great. Um, oh, <laughs> I also mentioned something really stupid that Alice doesn't even put the lid on the instant coffee the whole way. She'd be the worst roommate. <laughs> <laughs> what a wastrel. Like, just, she just kind of like half. Like, half puts it on there. And, like, I understand she's kind of freaked. She's freaked out. And, like, yeah. she's thinking about, like, what's going on here and stuff. And so she's preoccupied. I understand. But, like, so, what the damn. Coming from a Folgers drinker, I don't think that shit can go stale. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably made of, not. It's made of something that's not worldly of ours. Oh I don't my know. God. I'm just saying. Oh just throwing it out there. Oh, my God. No, I love it. That's great. Um, um, points for creativity, though, when it comes to her locking and barricading doors and stuff like that when... You know what I mean? The shit starts to go down. She, like... That is true. She, like, it really gets, uh, yep. you know, creative with her rope to a beam to a yep. knob skills. Yes. I wouldn't think of that stuff. No. I did, I did mention Smart putting so many things in front of the door and roping it shut. Yeah. Until um, she needs to get out that door, which is hilarious. Well, but. and then I also mentioned... And let's not forget that right prior to this, the reason that she's freaking out is because, obviously, she finds Bill and he's hanging from the doors... From the door, dead. And it's a bummer. So I read a fun fact about that, and I didn't see it or catch it until the third time I watched the movie for funsies, which was this morning over yeah. my coffee, speaking of Folgers. <laughs> uh, so when Bill's found impaled to the door, 
he uh, his eye is twitching the entire time. So they zoom in pretty closely really? and see his face really clearly. Um, and it's because the um, stuff that Tom Savini applied to him was burning his eye, and he was in like excruciating pain. So his right eye is like shuddering the entire oh time. Oh my he's god! Up there. Oh yeah. my god! He's just taking it like a champ. Yeah. Holy shit! He needs that job. See exactly. <laughs> he needed all the jobs. He needed all the jobs. He wasn't gonna leave it, man. Exactly. Um, that's really cool. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? So, like, obviously, Bill's dead. You know, we mentioned that uh, Alice is super smart for how she's barcading. Bar barcading? No. Yes. Barcading herself. No, and that's not it. It's barcading. No, barcading is <laughs> <laughs> not even a word. Um, but then, of course, uh, you know, she checks the kitchen after she blocks herself in, which is kind of bass backwards. Yes. It's very bass backwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. she, you should have checked the entire cabin before you blocked yourself in. Yeah. Smart. But not that smart. Yeah. Just personal. A little out of order. Personal preference. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, dead Brenda comes through the window. Tom A.K.A. Savini. Tom Savini. <laughs> um, which is good. Yep. It's getting dark in here. Turning on the light. Um, even though one of the light bulbs is out. And that needs cleaned. Damn. Okay. Sorry, folks. Um... And then, of course, so Deb Brenda comes through the window, and then we meet Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. She pulls up into the, she pulls up to the camp, and, you know, I'm friends with the Christies. Yeah, it starts out pretty well. Yeah. I mean, the conversation starts out okay. Goes dark kind of quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, uh -huh. If only all of you were being slutty and addicted to substances. <laughs> you know, that would still be <laughs> But I always laugh at her Richard Gere sweater. And then when she starts, oh, yeah. but then when her she changes her voice and she starts speaking like Jason, I'm not laughing at her sweater anymore. No, 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 <laughs> she's not funny. She's definitely fucked up in the head. Um, yeah, and then I said, I said, we find out quickly that Jason was Mrs. Voorhees' son. Um, and that, uh, yeah, she's clearly insane and she talks in her son's voice, which is so scary. So creepy. Yeah. That's probably the second creepiest scene in the movie next to the hand on the curtain for me. Or the child yelling. Or the child, child yelling. That's not a child, it's her. I like when Mrs. Voorhees says to Alice that it'll be easier for her than it was for Jason. Yes, so like, like, wait a minute. He drowned. So Alice has been through one hell of a night, first of all, <laughs> on, on her own, right? Yes. But finding all the death, but, you know. Strip monopoly. Barcoding herself, as you <laughs> said. Barcoding. Bar <laughs> Bar, I don't know what it was. Uh, and so she's like, "It's e you know, it'll be easier for you than it was for Jason." And then Mrs. Ward, he smacks the shit out of her after she's already dealt with yeah. all this stuff. All Jason had to do was sink. Yeah, I think Jason had it pretty easy, man. I think Sweater Voorhees needs to put some things in perspective real quick. Sweater Voorhees. That is so good. I'm sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Sweater yes, Voorhees. Yes, we don't know where Mr. is, but Mrs. Um, so... Yeah, I agree that she just smacks around a bit. Oh, that's so funny you say that. Mr. Voorhees? Yes. What are you going to tell me? I read a theory mm -hmm. that the reason Mrs. Voorhees is such a whack job and gets so pissed off when people get some and all that jazz. It's because she doesn't? She's acting out because uh, it was, like, traumatizing for her that she had had Jason out of wedlock. Oh. So I just had to drop that in. It wasn't in my notes, but you reminded me when you brought oh, up Mister. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good look on things. 
Um, let's see. So, uh, obviously there's, uh, you know, there's some fighting back and forth and some chasing. And, oh, I said this, Mrs. Voorhees smacked Alice's head off the ground, which was, I think, I think I skipped a little bit. That was outside on the lake. Yeah, no, that slaps, yes, smacks her head right off the ground. She takes a beating, man. She does. Alice is no joke. Yeah, she needs a job. That's what I, yeah, she needs a job. See? I mean, like it's I said, it's all coming together. It's stick to it of this. These guys have way more work ethic than I ever have. <laughs> Steve is lucky to have the. He is lucky to have those know, little those little bastards. Um, the employees that he does. Yeah, those. I mean, he should be thankful. Oh, yep. I didn't. We didn't even mention Steve's demise. Oh, that's just because he was wearing a rain slicker like everyone else that dies. But his didn't dies. smell like chemicals. His looked a little bit nicer than that. Yeah, he was. His was more camp. His looked, his looked new. Yeah, his his yeah, it was a lot better. It was more uh it was more cloth than it was anything else. I not cloth, but like it didn't have that rubbery mm-hmm. look to it. So yeah, Steve dies. That's before all this though. Um whatever, it doesn't matter. Steve's not a very big character anyhow. Um and then uh and then I I mean just to cut to the chase, Alice chops off Mrs. Where he's had with a machete. Decapitation time. Like right off. Bye. Yeah. See you later. Quick like a bunny. I mean, she just runs, grabs it. I love the slow mo yep. turnaround. Like it's very samurai. Yep. And then it's done. It's awesome. And it's then all in one swoop. And then she's gone. That effect was pulled off by. I'm sure that most people could guess that a fake dome piece of Betsy Palmer was created. So oh they yeah. Made a cast of her head, right? Right. And then they attached it to a dummy with toothpicks. And if you slow down the decapitation when the head pops off. And you see the where the head was, you can see the toothpicks. Really? Yeah. And then the man hands. Can we talk about the man hands? Yes. Because either Mrs. Voorhees has the hairiest Robin Williams knuckles I've ever seen in my life, or that was a dude, and it was a dude. Yep. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that, because uh, when I watched this the first time through, Dave came upstairs at one point, and we were just you know, chatting about the ending of the movie. Uh, and Dave actually mentioned that. He's like, did oh, you yeah? know? He's like, yeah, he mentioned, like, the man hands versus, like, he's like, and you know, like, that's, that's not normal. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I <get it. laughs> you look at your hands, you're like, you know what? You're right. It's <laughs> way less hairy. A woman's hands. It's way less hairy. So funny. So it's funny that you say that because he had mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Alice just goes onto the lake for the rest of the night, which I probably would have done the same damn thing. Yeah, she just just gets into a canoe and just fucking floats out there. I'm going to do that in Scotland, and I'm going to see the Loch Ness Monster. That's a great idea. Thank you. We should go. Yeah. Let's go to Scotland. We'll film an episode out on the loch. Yes. Uh, Yes. That would be great. Actually, I I believe he's, I believe Nellie's real. So, it's cool. I'm Nessie. Nessie. (laughs) I believe in Nellie. And his band-aid. his band-aid. I was just going to say that. Fuck, man, I can't do this. Yeah, Mrs. Um, Voorhees, go lady, be a creep. Yeah. You know, and avenge the death of that unable-to-swim son of yours. Yeah. Thanks for the memories of my growing up, because I saw this movie when I was super, super young, and it's always stuck with me as a great one. Yep, it was a great, that was a great movie. And then, so, she obviously wakes up in the canoe, cops come, and Jason pops out of the water, and then she wakes up from the dream, and she's in the hospital. Did you hear the scream noise of Jason when he pops out of the water? (laughs) Yeah. The opposite of a Wilhelm scream. Yes. Don't know what can scream that was. I know, but it was pretty crazy. <laughs> that was ridiculous. But he does, he looks real gnarly. Um, and that's like the only time that you actually see little Jason for the most part, other than like the time that uh, Mrs. Voorhees talks about him and then they kind of like 
go back in time and you kind of like see him drowning. A little flashback. Yeah, a little flashback. Um, and then, you know, she asks about the boy. What happened to the boy? Where's the boy? And they're like, there is no boy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's dead. You made it. Congratulations. Yeah. You made it out of Camp Crystal Lake, Camp Blood. Yeah. Sorry you're not getting paid. Right. Yeah. Right. And she's so, like, and she's like, you know what? It's okay because when you have a dream like I do, <laughs> you'll do anything. No, that's Annie. Oh, sorry. Shit. I thought that was Alice. I mean, Alice too. Work ethic again. She's probably <laughs> like, can I just please go back and get back to work? I need to. Where's that Bill? gutter? Where's the? <laughs> gotta finish the gutter. I only put one nail in it. It's probably gonna pop off. It's probably gonna fall off soon onto someone's head. Um, and that's it. That's that's literally the movie. Yeah, for you know, yeah, for this time around, and it, I love it. I love uh, yeah. this movie so. Much. I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's hard to say what our score is going to be. I mean, just given the amount of, I would say that my score matches the number of pages of notes I have, but I've far exceeded that. <laughs> yes, I know. I've far exceeded the number of thumbs that I have <laughs> as a Homo sapien. So I think it's safe to say that we're going to give this four. For gore. Four for gore. Four for gore all for day. Sure. Definitely. So I did. I really liked this movie, and especially because I felt bad that, like, I thought I had seen it from beginning to end, and I never did. Um, I wish I were you. I want to experience all of these new and fresh again. Right? Although there's, so I mean, awesome. there's definitely going to be, I mean, once we get to certain movies, obviously we've talked about this. I've seen The Shining a bajillion times. You know, there's certain movies that I, I'm going to be able to at least say, like, I, I, like I said, there's certain ones that I definitely, Dawn of the Dead. I've seen that a thousand times. The new, well, the old one, not so much, but the new one, I've definitely seen a thousand times. I love the new one. Um, I'm getting too far into this, but, um, so yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. We, uh, definitely really liked this one, and, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well. If you watched with us, or if you haven't, then, you know, definitely go check it out. Go watch all of the things that we just talked about. Yep. And, um... Now we're going to, as always, we're going to go ahead and pick our next movie. Mover. So, one second. We'll be right back. Okay, guys. We're back. And we popped in the the, the uh, random number generator. And number 24 is what popped up. And Jill's dancing. What is the movie? Woo! So, the next movie that we're going to watch. I'm excited because I can't see from here. Is Night of the Living Dead. Oh, no! I'm so um, I think that's another movie that I've just seen bits and pieces of. Oh, I'm so excited. So that's awesome. And then uh, let's go ahead and check out where, where they can watch it. Um, okay, guys. So Jill and I have the platforms that you can watch the Night of the Living Dead. And just to specify, we agreed that we're going to watch the 1968 version. So the OG version. Um, so Black and White, 1968. Um, so Jill, do you want to read your list there first of where you can watch it? Uh, see here that you can watch it on Amazon Prime and there's a couple different channels that you can subscribe to on Prime to watch it as well. So there's <clears throat> Epics, Stars, um, and then Prime you could, um, like I said, either view and, or buy on Blu-ray. Ooh, nothing okay. like, nothing like a black and white on Blu-ray. It really brings out those shadows right. a lot better. Um, and then there's also a couple other places that it's available on for that version. You can watch it on Tubi, which is spelled T-U-B-I. And that's a free version. You can, uh, I think that you might've already mentioned HBO Max. You can subscribe to that. Slang, it says that you can subscribe to. And then the paid versions that you'd have to pay $2.99 on YouTube or $9.99 from Google Play Movies and TV. 
So definitely a couple free options. Definitely uh, I'm going to have to look into that myself because I don't have half of this stuff. Although we do have HBO. So I wonder if I can just maybe do it from there. Anyways, so those are the places that you can watch. So we will be back with episode... Um... Oh, shit. You know what I just thought of? Hmm. We were going to do something different for episode five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll do that next time. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just save episode five technically for six we'll just do something special for six anyways we got all excited we did get excited and we we're just going with the flow i mean this is our flow so anyways guys um so we will be back in you know two weeks as always give us a week to watch our movie and then we'll be back for episode five thank you for stopping by be sure to follow us on our social medias um instagram is four for gore podcast um the number four for gore podcast mm -hmm. Um, what's Twitter again? Twitter's the same. Oh, same. Awesome. So number four for Gore Podcast. And then you can also email us. Uh, that's the different one, though, because annoyingly, someone already had the number four for Gore. <laughs> so ours is F-O-U-R-F-O-R-G-O-R-E at gmail.com if you want to talk to us. Um, but otherwise, just like, subscribe, and stay tuned yeah. for more content. Absolutely. And you guys stay, don't stay, just be creepy. I don't know. <laughs> Go watch movies. Go watch movies. Check them out. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.